This and every B3 podcast brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knocking on wood, one agent for all your insurance needs, and that is Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. For the 100th time, that song plays at the beginning of a podcast. We appreciate you listening to the 100th episode of the B3 Podcast. Brian Emmons here, of course, with my partner in crime, the voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy. How are you, my man? Good evening, and uh, pleasure to be with you in your shirt. A-plus rated today, <laughs> Thank you. tonight. Got my Friday's 120 the, shirt. The Cardinal fans across the way don't like it, but... You know, screw them anyway. Best after today. <laughs> and I love the fact you're wearing your shades. Yeah, well, that's this is my homage to, to the Todd father tonight since he's not here. So I, in case you didn't know, Lancaster started doing the podcast in sunglasses. Uh, oh, great. Ever Play, since he, his, his show, the, the Six Strings and the Truth Tour started, and then he started wearing sunglasses to podcast in. Yeah. And then he doesn't show up. And then, and then he's, yeah, he worked He worked the same hours I did tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have contacted the uh, Impulse Radio Human Resources Department. Yes. I don't know if there's going to be discipline or what for him not showing up tonight, but we'll see. I think uh, a Dis- firing Disciplinary squad. action needs yes. to be taken. We'll see yeah. what happened. But that voice is one you've heard lots of times on this podcast. And uh, he, he has told me in the past that there's only one Ligoti basketball coach that has a state title, so he's the best there ever was. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I think Coach Butcher still ranks up there a little bit. <laughs> and what I think is the most potent sperm in North Davis history, and that's uh, J.P. and Joe Patrick Mullen. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here, good to be here. Here we are. We're glad to have you guys um, like I said, 100th episode, we started the first guest on the B3. At that time, it was Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. was uh, baseball coach Stephen McNabb, and that was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Almost exactly two and, years and, ago. And that's where I've ripped our friend Blake Burkhart, you know, creative <laughs> scheduling. Yeah. Of course, when, I, when you said, you know what, we need to get a couple of guests on, you know, who do I go to? Two of my best friends in the world, Mike Wagner and <laughs> well, John Mullen. And, I tell you. And, and, uh, so, so, you know, I can, really, I can rip Burkhart, but, you know, he, he, really he, does, not, he does my bookings, you know, theory. They're really not guests at this point. I no. mean, they're, they're, they've got an open seat anytime they want it. But, you know, this, we couldn't have done this without Travis Brett and we're we're happy at all times for this show to be sponsored by Travis Brett. And we always at all times, you know, one agent for all your insurance needs. And we do commercials for Travis and talk about his amazing work that he does, right? He is my insurance agent. He is mine. You hear us do it all the time. Well, I have permission to do a commercial that we tried to do. A few years ago, and I'm going to set this up. So we were going to do a Travis commercial one night. We used to record up at Country Oaks, and we were, you know, as we do, had a couple cocktails while we were while we were recording. And Chris was, I'm not sure what Chris was drinking. And I have permission to play this. So everybody, <laughs> we've been waiting for a special occasion. And Chris said it's the hundredth episode. Go to it. Uh, so 
everything was fine. We had, I think we did an interview. Everything was going great. And after we were done, I said, hey, we need to do a Travis commercial. Chris, you want to do it? He said, yeah, fine. He had done the interview with me. Everything was going fantastic. And then we're talking 10 minutes later, and here is our Travis Brett commercial by Mr. Chris Brothers. You gotta, get, you gotta turn it on. Oh shit. Ain't there. Five, there four, we go. Three, there. two, one. Today's party. <laughs> Five, Is there four, a three, two, no. one. Today's Birdies and Bourbon and Basketball podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Insurance Farm Bureau Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Travis Insurance, Brett Insurance. He said insurance twice. All right, let's try this one more time. Ready? Five, four, oh. three, two, one, go. Today's needs are by your insurance. So if you need needs, call Travis Brett Insurance. No. <laughs> so, Did he say if you need needs? If you need needs, needs call Travis Brett Insurance. So, anyway. I think you needed another beer, didn't you? <laughs> and that, like I say, that happened over minutes, um, and it was awesome. So thanks to Chris for letting us play that. That we've been sitting on that forever, and and we've laughed about it so many times. And thanks to Blake for helping get all this started. We've had had a lot of fun doing this, and we'll have hopefully have another a lot of fun for for the next few episodes. So um, you had softball tonight, yeah. Another yep. good win by the, uh, by lady, the Vikings. Yeah, Lady Vikings are thirteen and four, ten to seven over the Hatchets. It was ten to four going to the seventh, and Washington uh, played it a couple runs on an air and made it. Uh, I mean, there was never a tying run at, even at the plate, but you know, kind of clawed back in it a little bit. So, uh, not as exciting as Wags game tonight, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. say Wags, what happened over there? Ten to nine final. Lagodi goes up six zero in the fifth and the fourth, and then. Uh, Somebody woke up the Mitchell Blue Jackets. They go in an eight spot, and then we come right back and get four runs, and uh, we oh. end up winning ten to nine. So at least they, you know, they showed some resilience. They didn't give up, but uh, a lot of a lot of key hits by the seniors on senior night. So it was good to see. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But and, uh, the lady, the lady uh, Vikings are playing some great softball. Big big game Saturday. Big, big game Saturday. Big and, conference game. And, and one of the things that I, you know, mentioned on the, on the air tonight is of, of the games that I've 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 seen so far. The, the Vikes haven't really thrown, you know, what I would consider to be the ace. And I, I would guess Saturday they won't do it. But I'm I'm sure uh, Coach Clark probably won't do the same thing for yeah. Lagodi. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, but yeah, that'll be a good game at yeah. uh, Costello Field on Saturday. Should be weather permitting. Stay away, Rain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's going on North Davis way? Well, uh, speaking of Vikings and Cougars, uh, baseball will yep. take place on Saturday, Saturday as well. Yeah. So you got the uh, the Lady Lions and Lady Vikes in softball, and Laura uh, Reeves going to make the trip from White River Valley. Yep, and stop Double in header, and right. stop in in Elmore. Did there used to be a, a wooden bat game years ago? Yes, they, sure they quit doing that. Right? Okay. Is that right? Probably too expensive. Yeah. They'll call those crack no bats. No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, bats and and, and baseballs themselves anymore about ten dollars a ball. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so the Cougars are going to play Brown County at ten thirty, while the Vikes are playing at White River Valley, and then about one thirty, weather permitting, they're going to play oh, each cool other. Right. So uh, the Cougars got a win tonight at North Central in a Swiat game five two. So uh, anyway, it's. It looks like it's going to shape up to be another uh, fantastic Memorial yep. Day for baseball. Yeah, I, I feel like spring sports has just started. 
Because it feels it well, finally feels like yeah, well, we, by the way, spring. we skipped spring. Yeah, yeah well, no we kidding. did skip spring. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're right to sure. summer. I mean, last two two weeks ago when, when the Vikings are at, at uh, Lagodi, I mean, windows were closed. Yep. And yeah. Kids were, people were under blankets. Yep. And, and, it, and it wasn't even a horrifically bad day that day, no. but it was, it was you know, chilly. we went from 50 to 90. Yeah. In, <laughs> in no a week time. and a half. Yeah, in a week yeah. and a half. Yeah, for sure. Bari Vikings golf team win again tonight. That puts them at roughly, I'd have to look it up, but they're somewhere in the neighborhood of 67 and 10-ish. Wow. I don't know, That's something all. like that for the for the golf team this year. Sam Emmons, Connor Schwartz, and Truber tied at even par 36. And Two pretty good golfers they right are, there. They are set for a showdown, a, huh? a showdown on Saturday at the Blue Chip. That's right, it is Oaks. Saturday, yeah. yeah. That uh, and and don't count out Cameron Chatton, the sophomore out of, out of South Knox. But but uh, can, uh, the Schwartz and Truber kid and, and Sam went head to head last year. Um, and and Connor had a big lead on him. Sam and Sam closed it out and won. So looking forward to this this week. It, it'll be it'll be almost match play probably. Yeah. Do, now do they have conference golf? They don't do they because not every conference team has a golf team. Well, let's see. It'll be Dubois has a team this year. Right. Shoals does not. Is Shoals the only one that does not? Reve does. North Knox does. South Knox. Wood has one. Wood has one. So did, should they, did they have a conference champion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, that'll be that. That's this week at uh, at Country Oaks. The, so if you want to come out, Country Oaks, be, it'll be some good golf. They'll, Blue they'll Chip be Conference Golf. It takes me back to 2007. Here we go. Ask Dave Smith about that yeah. tomorrow, John Mullen or, or, or Mike Wagner. Wag. Coach Wagner, you might want to not be a bring that spot? up. Yeah, no, bring it up, most definitely. Uh, 2007, I, I, blue chip golf, gotcha. The conference meet in 07. Yep. Uh, double par. It was the ultimate world trying to screw Dave Smith. That's what I'm going with. That, that's that's a story. I forgot all about that until you brought it up before Wag got Double here. Double par was not a thing, right? It hadn't been a thing, and all right. of a sudden that day it was, and, and Smitty had kind of – Warned me all week. Hey, double par. don't let them pull this double par stuff. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> the scores were exactly tied at 307, if I remember correctly, and they went to the fifth golfer, and it was double par, and Wood Memorial claimed a championship. And, and Coach Wagner, I think Smitty had won like three or four in a row. That was back in Mark Potts' oh, heyday. He loaded back in those so days. So it's been a 15-year anniversary. It's a great time to bring it up tomorrow if you happen to see Coach Smith. <laughs> I'm going I'm to text him right now and say, hey, what happened 2007? Well, yeah. Let's do it. We want a live reaction okay. on yeah, air. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's call him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then tennis, Barry tennis wins today. Uh, the, have you seen Lagodi? I know you saw yeah. Lagodi tennis. Yeah, Boy, L- Lagodi. They else. are they are they are stacked with uh, with upper class. Seniors, they're, yeah. they're they're far and away the sectional favorite. Um, and uh, you know that that that's a good group. And and the one thing with tennis being unclassed is yeah. is basically your, your your sectional championship. A lot of times it's your it's your state championship. Why do they have the sectional? Pairing show on Monday of Sectional Week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, we're doing baseball a year and a half in advance now, right. and, and tennis sectional. You're well, doing it. I so, got to thinking of this uh, the other, the other. Let's see, what Monday or Tuesday? You know, when you wake up and you think of weird things. And why do we not know who we're playing in the sectional yet? And I happened to look it up and it said, oh, the pairing show, Monday. <laughs> and the <laughs> sectional starts Wednesday. So exactly. Let me, let, me, let me give you some recon on what I know here. I because love it. Like, see, this is why we invite right. these guys I, on the right. show. So believe it or not, uh, and not, not very many years ago, they actually allowed the sectional host site, which has been Lagodi forever, to draw it themselves. Oh, Four really? teams, five teams. And so Mike Tipper, who's been around forever, and, of course, Rick Graves uh, like on the boys' side. 
they drew it right there in Lagodi um, as the host school. And the coaches were welcome to come, but they typically never did. And I remember Jalen drew it one year for Coach Tippery and, yeah. and, and drew it terribly, by the way. I don't think he was very happy with the draw. But, <laughs> but I would say around eight or nine years ago, they took that out of the school's hands for whatever reason. Maybe somebody complained that there was a, a, yeah, you know, a rig job. Right. But anyway, it went to the IHSA. But it never used to be so late like you're talking about. And yeah. from what I understand, the reason they wait until the week of is so that conference tennis tournaments uh, get played so that coaches cannot shift their lineups. Um, like you have to have the entry in before the conference tournament and then they draw afterwards. And it has something to do with being able to move, maneuver your lineups. Because so you can – Strategery. You, right. Strategery. Yeah, you have Thank to – you. You, you can't – you have to play a certain percentage of your season, right, at a, like at a, a position. One. Yeah. yeah. So, but believe it or not, up to about ten years ago, they it was such a a non thing that they just let the host schools draw it out. Wow. Yeah. But what about softball and baseball on the same day? I, I don't remember that happening. Has that been going on for years? Or no, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I don't it was think on the so. Sa- the draws on the same day. Yeah. No, that's that's new. That was weird. That's new. So the. Sectional is where's the baseball section? At Lagodi. At Lagodi. Okay. And North Davis will host the softball section. Yes. Okay. And then Lagodi. That's hosts. a Monday, Tuesday yeah. deal. Yeah. And I'm surprised. And I remember last year because I happened to turn on the radio and that marathon game at Lagodi oh. was awesome. I'm surprised they play on a Sunday. Isn't it? Isn't there a game on a Sunday in the, no. in the baseball? No. So, baseball sectional is usually Wednesday, Monday. Yeah. And Memorial Day Monday. Memorial, Memorial, Monday. Yeah. That's what it is. It's Memorial yeah. Day, so it's a holiday. Yeah, and, and last year, right, we, right, right. we had two 10-inning games. That's yeah. a long day. That was a long day. Lagodi felt like they were there Sunday oh, and Monday. Oh, right. well, yeah, it could have been after midnight. It felt like done. a Sunday, but it's Memorial Day. That's why. Yeah. I can let you guys know that I left after midnight on Memorial Day, and I sat catatonic in that dugout for a good hour and a half. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it was after midnight. Lagodi had done had the yeah. fire trucks and the parties, and uh, I was still in shock a little bit there. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I, I remember the, the ten inning game last year. I, I walked out with, with Greg and, and Wag yeah. and, and I said, What are you guys doing? And I think you guys may went to get some Mexican to eat or something, but <laughs> I remember the Lagodi kids, they went right to the playground and yeah. they just kinda got off their feet, got under a tree. Just kinda yeah, kinda relaxed a little and, bit. And the uh, I'm I'm having a brain fart now. Uh, the Britain kid, I mean, caught twenty innings 20 that innings, day. Yeah. And wow. it was a day exactly like that yeah. like this today. It I was mean, warm. It, it was hot. Yeah. You know. That's crazy. So tough kid. Yeah. Um what else? We talked about that. What, what we miss Abby Ballinger for Bar Reeve, uh, which I, I think is a, is an amazing sports story she, that we don't talk we, about. Yeah, we Bar Reeve doesn't have a track. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who pole vaults around here? Yeah, I, and, I mean, where would you pole yeah, vault? Yeah, and she pole vaulted, broke her PR. She pole well, vaulted 11-2 wow. last weekend. Well, and here, here's the thing about this, and I, I watched some of it go down, but after she got 11-2, she raised the bar to 11-8. And 11-8, I believe, would have been the highest mark for a girl in the state this year. I mean, she could have very, wow. very, very clearly put herself in that position. She cleared the bar. And when she was coming over with her hand, she hit her elbow on the way back down. Like it was just a, it was kind of a, it'd be like almost like a basketball player dribbling the ball off your foot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's a question on maybe it was, it was set a little far back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, set farther yeah. back. So, but you know, I think that shows what she can do and she's going to be in, in anytime you can contend for a state title, oh, you, you've done something absolutely. pretty cool. And again, we Without don't a have track. a track. No track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's my question. When and where did she get? excited about being a pole vaulter 
I mean, five I she, years ago, three she years ago? She goes to VU okay. to do her to practice, training, right. you know, practice. But it's only once a week. Has she yeah. been doing this, you though, know? for years? I mean, or? she started when she was in high school. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, she, and to get this she's far. She's just an athlete. Yeah. Yep. I mean, she's just a good athlete. Like her sister. Yeah. I mean, look at Chad. Right. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly, had all clearly where, where she, they get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. talk about super. Now the Lagodi people on the other side of the table, at least one of them, he'll say that's from the Nante. <laughs> yeah. 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 I talk, to be. Abigail's, uh, I think it's the great uncle, Tim Nante, Saw talked to him for a long time. He actually called me the other day, and I forgot to call him back. Oh, wow. About a question I had about Gibson County. So, but uh, no, a lot, of, a lot of good bloodlines there that kind of run, you know, through a lot of the local towns here. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's amazing. And, and she's just now, I think, getting in pole vault weather. We talk about the, how cold it is in tennis and baseball and what all about that. But the, the wind factor, but she too. Was, yeah, I know that one meet last week, she was it was cold and windy, and, and we were talking to her, and she's like just running down there, and you don't think about how long that pole is and that wind blowing at 25, 30 mile an hour in your face and lifting that pole up. So well, I've got a story incredible. about pole vaulting. When I was in junior high, oh, this is going to be good. This is great. This. Charles Sims, who was a great track coach. I mean, we had 40 kids go out every year. I did high jump. I actually shot put, did the discus. He said, I want you to try pole vaulting. He goes, You know, you're, you're, you're little, you're quick. Now, were I think you he, in the Fosbury flop era or were you before that? Were you no, it was a flop. Yeah, okay. it was a flop. I didn't do very good, but I tried it. But anyway, <laughs> got out there one day. Tried to do pole vaulting, you know. He goes, you know, you got to, you know, you got to grab it and you got to bend, you know, and all that. Of course, I didn't weigh 104 pounds. Second time I went up, hit the pole. I stood straight up. I just kind of stood there for like, felt like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, and I fell back, and I'm like, hey, Coach, hey, I, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to do this. So I went back to running hurdles. <laughs> so you're you're half of a really good pole vault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, can't do it. Hey, speaking of uh, of of pole vaulting, Travis Brett. Is one of the greatest pole vaulters, Mike DeCourcy. I don't know if you know that. Uh, Shoals <laughs> was lucky enough to have a track. Yeah. But in 1998, when Travis uh, finished. Right before he tried out for the Pacers. Right. But when he finished second in the state finals that year for the pole vault, mm -hmm. 17 feet, yeah. I, I thought for sure he had it in the bag. But it uh, wasn't meant to be. But, you know, just another thing that Travis has done well. Yeah. And, and then invented Netflix, which he doesn't even take credit for. Yeah. And uh, But what he can do is if you've got stuff to ensure he can do it and you need to stop knocking on wood, Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, go to their Facebook page. You know where they're located in Lagodi. And uh, anything you need, you can sleep at night knowing that they will insure it and, and uh, let your family rest very well. Travis hey, Brett, Indiana Farm. He's Bureau not insurance. a bad little golfer. He is a pretty <laughs> good golfer. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, before we get too far down the rabbit hole here, congratulations to my friend Mike Wagner, okay. who is once again, he probably, back in the day, he wouldn't want a lot of people knowing this because it would give away his age, but he is a grandfather, <laughs> grandfather yet again. Yeah. Congratulations, son, Wagner. Thank you. Congrats, Coach. My son William and, and Sarah had their baby uh, all four or five days ago. Whitney's due in June. And I told her, I said, you're done. No more. You got a boy and a girl. And you got a new dog. I said, new house. That's it. You're done. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that. So um, it's time. I, I announced on the last show that I, 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 am, I am done cultivating mass. I am, I've reached my peak. I'm going to start losing weight. I have an update. Okay. Since the last show, I am down 9.9 .9 pounds. Whoa. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. 
So the, we've, we've, we've done the Abby Ballingy ascension on the pole, <laughs> and now we're on the way down. Now sure it's get not the, the Mike down. Wagner ascension yeah. on the pole. <laughs> when, I got, when I ascended, I stayed a while. I've so. done that several times. Yeah. Now, what's weird is I've gone back the other way lots yeah. of times. Yeah. Oh, I feel hey, bad. Can I get his wings tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've just double – I have no wings and double maker's mark is what I'm doing. There you go. Yeah. Um, who's the best high school baseball player you ever saw, Coach Wagner? Saw or coached? Either one. Um, of course, I coached for 20 years, but when I stood in the coach's box against Jasper and stood next to Scott Rowland, I thought that guy's a pretty darn good baseball player. He was huge back in the day. Uh, probably best player I ever coached against. Best player I ever coached, in my mind, was probably Scott Schwarzentrooper. You remember that name from yep. back in the day? He was a deer in center field. He ran down everything. He threw nothing but strikes as a pitcher. I think he batted over 400 three or four times. He was what, just a great athlete. What years was that? Um, God, I couldn't They're tell roughly. you. Mid-90s. Uh, Mid-90s. Not a 96 grad. Basketball player, jumped out of the gym, did his job. I mean, he was just an all-around athlete. Uh, I, coached, I coached a bunch of good ones, though. Lester Cantrell, probably the best pitcher. Still holds a strikeout record. But uh, I, I think the best pitch player I ever watched and played with was Mark Riggins, by, by far. Really? Yeah. Kid was just um, unbelievable, phenomenal pitcher. Mike, Mike, did you know then in 1975, you were a sophomore at that point, did you know then he could possibly be a big league pitcher? Well, we knew he was going to go to college and play. We, we didn't think he threw hard enough to get to the big leagues, but he had a, so much junk and could put it anywhere he wanted to. Like Greg Maddox, he just put it anywhere he wanted yeah. to. But Coach Nante, I remember when he was out of my senior year, he brought Mark back to throw batting practice for the sectional because there's a pitcher that threw real hard for, I think, Worthington or somebody, and I'm like, Coach, we can't even hit him. I said, how are we going to hit this guy in high school? He goes, if you can just foul it off, you'll be all right, and then you'll be able to hit this guy. But he came back and threw batting practice. He let up a little bit, but, yeah. I mean, just to hit against him was amazing. But, uh, no, he, he was a pretty good athlete. Yeah. Damn good basketball player, even though he didn't get a whole lot of credit. What about you, John Patrick Mullen? Scott Rowland was – so what I remember about – I remember two things about Scott Rowland <laughs> back in the day. When I was 12, he and I were the same age. Class of 93, and when I was 12, um, I went down to Jasper for like a three-day summer baseball camp, and they were already treating Scott like he was the next coming. Right. And I didn't know who Scott Rowland was in 1987. We didn't have social media. We didn't, you know, there wasn't anybody promoting him. Yeah. But the head coach, Ray Howard, uh, the assistants, just everyone seemed to flock and watch him, and yeah. I thought, why isn't anyone watching me watching pitch? Watching me. Why yeah. am I not? So... It's also the uh, the same the first time I got a concussion was at that camp. I didn't. I was big and didn't know how to slide. Because they knocked you out of the way to no. get to roll. So 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 they had these. I'm gonna makers and diet. They, they had these plastic. It was 90 degrees and they had these plastic and they were they had water. It was supposed to be the fun part. Well, big guy didn't know how to slide. So I went down there running as fast as I could and slid and I hit the back of my head. And I finished camp. It was 90 degrees, but I was sitting. I mean, I didn't know what a concussion right. was, but I'm sure I had one that day. Yeah, you didn't really have a concussion back then. Right. <laughs> yeah. But in, anyway, in, when he was 12 years old, it felt like all of Jasper knew what they had. Right. Was, he, was he big at 12? Yeah, but he wasn't a man. Like, wasn't, and right. so, so let's move on to my senior year. He took – we got down there. WC went down there and quickly got run ruled, but – before the game, we got there about an hour and 15 minutes prior because we had heard about Scott's infield practice and in preparation prior to the game. Yeah. We watched 
mesmerized as he took balls as deep at third as you can imagine and rocketed them over. And they were hitting Major League lasers. He took 300, and he made 298 of the 300 plays. Wow. Like, And these weren't just easy ground balls. Like, They're hitting rock. rockets. And he's, he's, he's fielding them behind him. He's throwing Unbelievable. You can't well, teach that. No. Like you've got that in you, right? Yeah. 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 And he was 6'4", 220. Well, and, yeah. and, and while we're on the Roland Love Fest, I was – I was an eighth grader at the uh, at the thirty point quarter, the oh, the number Park. the number yep. one game ever in Huntingburg Memorial Gymnasium. Yep. I, I was there, and I got to see that. And people don't remember. I listened to that. Roland basically had it, and that that whole game is on YouTube, and it's amazing. Yeah. The what? I'm sorry, I was getting my drink. Uh, the the yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a name for what? Never mind. No. Uh, long story short, Jasper and Forest Park played in the sectional. I can't remember the number, but I think there were eight eventual D1 athletes on the floor yeah. at, at really? any given time. In between, well, Colson Montgomery's dad, Kurt Begley, played at Evansville. Roland, uh, Michael Lewis, uh, Kevin Cartwright was a running back at Ball State. I mean, they Travis, had another baseball. They, Travis Brett. Travis Brett was too good to play in that game. <laughs> didn't they have a flick? Kid hit like 15 free throws in a row or something. Bayman. Bayman. Forest Park yeah. did. Brad Bayman. And, wow. and they, they were both in the top 20. And Forest Park came out in the first three quarters. It was a clinic. I mean, it was a, it was a layup line. And Jasper was down by Jasper, Jasper was down by 20, and all of a sudden, Roland started the fourth quarter. He just started clapping his hands. Give me the ball. <laughs> pull up, volleyball line, swish. Pull up, volleyball line, swish. 30 points. Cut the lead to one, okay. 25 to one, and uh, they called an intentional foul with about 10 seconds to go. And then Forrest Park shot two free throws, got the ball back. So Jasper was going to have a chance to tie it or win it, and – controversial you can still talk to one of john's old high school coaches coach ken schultice about it he's still pissed about it <laughs> to this day um, really? but it, it, amazing game it's on youtube i'll send you the link yeah, later tonight send me the link. Absolutely. and that was on the hardwood and you know obviously rolling in tennis, tennis he was <laughs> undefeated in tennis his wow. senior year he comes out really for, his senior year he comes out for the tennis team and he goes undefeated at jasper is that right yes <laughs> Wow! But anyway, I love I love the fact that he smells he smells his drinks now. Yeah, before he drinks them. <laughs> I'm on the wagon. Jeez, I, the John Patrick Mullen wagon. But University of Georgia offered in basketball and baseball. Yep, really. But he that. chose he you know to go to the Phillies yeah. in the second round. Kind of a smart decision. Wasn't a bad. Yeah, wasn't a bad. So deal. anyhow, his daughter is now a, a club. Well, she she's a high school volleyball player at Bloomington South. But there's been several tournaments over the years that. Um, you know, she she I think she's Dylan's age. So my daughter, you know, so we're we played a lot, interacted, done this and that. So there was a tournament last year in Indianapolis, and you know how it is with club sports or whatever, there's always a parent responsible for the snacks. Yeah. I swear to God, Scott Rowland was passing out those uh, applesauce things that you squeeze out of the <laughs> container. And I walked over to a couple of the girls on the team and I said See that guy handing out, you know, fruit snacks? He made $147 million playing Major League Baseball. Got the cheapest snack. Got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. true story. It's yeah. probably good for you. Yeah, went to Walmart and spent $8, $8 for everybody. Um, did they have baseball at Pike Central when you were there? <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the funny thing. Right. And this is, this is kind of comedy gold right now, but we always called this sectional up here the JV sectional. Oh, yeah. oh, you want to wow. know why? How's that, Wag? Does that hurt? You want to know why? Because we got sent to the slaughterhouse at Jasper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were done, you know, yeah. night one most years. Who's the best player you 
played with or saw. Or? Oh, Rowan's. I mean, that, that's. I mean, you're seeing a theme right here. I mean, yeah. Rowan is. Uh, as far as best high school, you know, basketball wise, I mean, I, I thought Michael Lewis was better than than he was, but but Rowan just the whole package. I mean, he he was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. He was humble. His dad, another story. His dad Ed was my high school business teacher. Uh, his mom grew up in Petersburg. His dad was from Fort Branch. Really, so, I didn't. Oh, so wow. yeah, they they were both teachers. They so had, he taught it. His dad taught at Park yep, Central. Yep, really. Yep, and they had no connection to Jasper whatsoever, other he, than where the other one. He'd, he'd book him as a guest. Yeah, on the yeah you would podcast. Think, well, here's the thing. Uh, several years ago, when Scott was still playing, he played at Bush Stadium, and I was with a group of people that got back into the locker room. Is when he played for the Reds. Yeah. And uh, plenty of seats available. Plenty huh? of seats available. No, this is in St. Louis, so there wasn't. Oh, okay. So Scott made an error, and the Cardinals beat the Reds five to four, and he made it in the eighth inning, I think. So I go back, and you know the, this group of people they wanted to talk to Scott, and you know Ed and Linda, his mom and dad were there, and 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 I I talked to them then, and I, I said, hey, you know, have you been back to Jasper lately? And, and and his dad's answer to that question was. And I'm sure that's probably changed since now that he's retired. But his yeah. answer was, the last time I drove back, they were building the new Walmart. So think about whenever the Jasper Super Walmart, like when Scott signed and, and, and was playing minor league baseball in Clearwater, they moved to Florida right. and they did not come back. Wow. Uh, and they were gone. Yeah. Wow. I've got a Scott, sto- uh, got Scott Rowland story. We had a coach's clinic, baseball up in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. And uh, inadvertently every year I ran into, you know, Terry Goldberg. And uh, this is right when Scott was first called up to play in yeah. the big leagues. So we're all at the bar after, you know, the first couple speakers. It gets kind of boring after that. So we're in the bar. And there's Wait, Terry. You, you go listen to speakers? Well, yeah. Okay. I tried to learn a few I, things. I, I tried to learn a few things. Hey, Jake, order whatever you want. <laughs> but uh, we're sitting there, and then Terry signals me and Tim Walker over there. Hey, come on over here, guys. You know, we go over there, and he goes, you know, Scott. I said, yeah, hey, Scott, how's it going? Congratulations. He goes, sit down. Beer's on him. <laughs> We sat there for three hours and just sat there and just talked and Is had a great right? time. Oh, yeah, well, it was amazing. I got a story even better than that. No, not really. In 2012 at the Indiana High School Basketball Coaches Clinic, the year that WAG won the state championship, yeah. we pulled that trick on him. At, at, it was at the hotel bar, yeah. and we only got so many free tickets, and basically we stuck him with the tab yeah. and left. So I said, screw you. You won the state. That's all right. our dream. How many tabs did you, you get stuck with that? Yeah, I, I just give it to the school. Yeah. Right down. John paid for it. Hey, don't tell anybody over the radio tonight. Sorry. It's only been 10 years. Yeah. What's that called when you use yeah. Statute of limitations. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. They'd find a way to <laughs> extend it. Yeah, yeah probably. I, I, can't sub, I can't sub anymore now. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. So, is Dow has is Dow sleep, still sleeping with the trophy uh. at this point? <laughs> you better get. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> better get rid of that trophy. <laughs> I think he's going to. Uh, to uh, probably going to keep it. <laughs> well, it's in the office, so it's not at his house. But actually. Um, he and his wife are celebrating an anniversary weekend this weekend, so cool. uh, let's hope he doesn't take the trophy. Yeah, no him. I, hey, I've got, I need to tell him I've got the name of an Amish guy who can make replica state championship trophies. Uh, one of the volleyball girls did that yeah. last year at Bar Reeve. Looks yeah. really cool. That's I think we nice. did that in 12. We yeah. gave all the kids a small yeah, state this, this, this one is a, re, a, lot, a real, I mean, it's a total Same replica. Same size. Yeah. yeah. 
So pretty neat. You yeah. know, we talked about this at the very end of that episode, two or three episodes ago, but let's dive into that just a little bit about the ending of that game and, and how that kid had to stand there and, and before he shot that free throw. So the last time I was here, which has been a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's probably been three or four weeks ago. I mentioned that if you put it to time, if you if you turn on your stopwatch, you know, buck 36 and then yeah. 210 between free throw one and two. So, uh, Did you watch it, Wags? Were you oh, yeah, it? I watched it. I'm like, I can't believe you're still standing there well, waiting and, and waiting and waiting. that's what I said. I was, kinda, I was in yeah. Florida on spring break and just doing some fun alternative commentary, yeah. and I said, they Murray doesn't need to ice this kid. The officials are doing it for him yeah. at this point. And, you know, at that point, I thought, there's no way on God's green earth he's going to hit both these free throws. No way. Yeah. And I felt bad for him because put yourself in that situation. I mean, no. the whole, you know, the, the, you're by yourself and you're on TV and the whole crowd's watching yeah. you. And, and to be honest, I saw him shoot free throw earlier. It's terrible, it's a terrible yeah. shot. Yeah, so. Um, just you didn't t- care, did you, Jake? I mean, <laughs> Jalen's here, but it, it's just a, a tough spot for uh, anybody to be yeah. in. I, I don't care if you're a 90% sure. free throw shooter oh, yeah, professional. Absolutely. Um, but for that kid, it was, it was an awful well, spot and, to and, be in. And I, I've always said, and, and, and you got North Davies, Lagodi Barreve represented, you know, the, the, they asked me, I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but they said, you know, well, who, who are you rooting for? And I said, well, of course I'm rooting for Barreve, but I'm also rooting for nothing dumb to happen. Right. And when I'm talking dumb, I, I don't want to see a kid stand, stand up there and miss, miss three in a row. I don't want 2009. I don't want, I don't want the, uh, you know, the 15-footer the, the, the that was counted as a three-pointer when, right. you know, when WAG beat the uh, Cougars. Cougars. I don't, yep. you know, I, I, I don't want anything stupid. I want the winner to be the winner and the loser to be the loser. And, and, and you know, the kid missed a free throw, but, but just three seconds, no time on the clock. That's, I don't, I don't envy that position I, I, to anybody I, that's oh god that was rough but just, it, like you said you put a clock on it and it was it just it was a it was a it was it was a weird yeah now he had he had three situation. shots right he threw three yeah. shots yeah well, and, and, the chance, and the guy who fouled him was he sweating bullets Joe <laughs> uh, <laughs> just rolled his eyes but it was the best worst foul Devin Collins exactly. ever committed yeah. in his life it could have been I mean, the worst if he the, hit it yeah. but. the thing was like you said there was Let's face it, for for you to step up there and make three free throws in that situation yeah. was, eh, it was very iffy yeah. anyway. But I, but they made the the situation made. Well, that reminds me in, in in 2012 during the timeout when they got the ball on the side, all my coaches were saying, "Let's foul, let's foul. We're up, you know. Let's just don't let them." I said, "No." I said, "Let's just go ahead and you know, let's just make sure hit, get the rebound. Don't get you know second shots, or don't foul on the shot, whatever." And, uh, you know, the one guy I wanted at the free throw line toward the end of the game was Bryant. He had two free throws to ice it. He missed the first one. And if you watch that free throw, it rolls down and comes out and pops over the front. And I'm like, how did that ever happen? Yeah. And that's a kid you want free throw line yeah. through a whole tournament. So that, it happens to people like that. Uh, I tell you, go back and look on YouTube. The 2003 uh, Super Sectional in Illinois, my brother's team, they got beat. They were up. They, and, and if they make one free throw, one free throw, it's over. They miss free throws and hit. They uh, Staunton hits a three to tie it in regulation. They hit a three to tie it in the single overtime. They miss a three and you talk about fouling. Yeah. They could have fouled. Miss a three and a tip in. Oh. and and uh, 
and win it in double overtime. Oh wow! All, one free throw yeah. wins the game, and they missed them all. And then, and then there you go. You know, <clears throat> Mike, I got to looking, and and uh, March 26, which was the day we, North Davis won, was exactly 10 years to the day that, that when we you won, won yours. Yeah. Wow. So it was March 26, 2012, and then yeah. March 26, 2022. Unbelievable. So. How many years did you coach after that? Uh, three, I believe. Three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, two. How, two. How is that after you win a state title? Because Dow, now here, here we go. Well, Dow's in a different situation yeah. because of all this other stuff. Yeah. But well, how is that coming? Well, we, all, we talked about when you were on. on the I, I was excited because we had three guys coming back to start, and we had some guys that could play. Uh, Cam Wagner stepped up. He played so well in the middle. Come down here and beat Bar even on their home floor, which nobody ever does. Yeah. And uh, we went 7-0, and and that was like a 15- or 16-game winning streak. Played the hatchets and should have should have killed them at home and got beat. And uh, I mean, we, we had a pretty good year. We were 18 and I think 17 and five or something like that going in or something like that. Sexton played played Bar Eve again and, and played and, Bar Eve and, 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 and he played a zone yeah. and I was shocked. And and we we came out in a three two zone, not yeah. a two three a three two. Yeah. And the whole plan, I, I don't know. You probably know this or you figured it out or maybe you're, this, you know you're, you're hearing this for the first time. The plan was. We were gonna. We're just gonna sit in a three-two until they made one. Until we made one. Yeah. We're, we're gonna. We're, and and what and, happened? And, and they didn't make one. Matt Mathias was wide open all night and yeah. just could not throw and any of And he could. And he couldn't buy one. Yeah. And you guys wouldn't get the Connor get the ball inside or yep. Cam get the ball inside. And and that was one of those games. And yeah. and you know we came out and tried to play it the next week against Borden in the regional championship. And yeah. They didn't miss the yeah. next week, <laughs> so <laughs> we ended up winning the state championship. Yeah. But was yeah. that the la- was that the last home loss for Barry that that year? No, Bloomfield 16. Okay. Yeah, Bloomfield 16. So those are the last two. Yeah, I think so. The 12 13 yeah. season against yeah. Lagodi and then the yeah. senior night of 16. So and if I remember right, Wag, that day that at, at Cavanaugh Court, Lagodi got up to about a 20 to 3 lead. Oh, yeah, we got the big lead. And Bar Eve had, we had, we had free throw, uh, we had a bonus. Logan James yeah. had, had a bonus in the final minute to take the lead. He missed. And I think they fouled Connor. Yeah. And then Connor went down and just kind of. And then you came down on one possession, and the floor, floor was wet, and he slipped and yeah. traveled the ball. So the, the late great Brandon Wagler, uh, we were we were we were down two. Yeah. Drew up a play in a timeout, and that day it was seventy one degrees, it was hot in thunderstorms. There. Remember the power went out yeah. that night. Humid as hell. In yeah, there. humid. I mean, this is mid January. Mid January, yeah. people, so, yeah, sit, so people sitting on on, on top and and. And, you know, like I said, they had a great start. We had a great comeback. Yeah. I mean, it was a heck of a game. Typical. Yeah. And we, we drew up a, a side out of bounds, a curl for Brandon, who uh, was our best shooter. Jay, you and did he, something to eat? And he, and, he, and he slipped on the Blue Chip Conference yeah. logo because there was moisture on the yeah, floor. As as he oh, yeah. it, and yeah. it wasn't like, oh, no, like everybody was slipping all over the place yeah. that night. It was just, it was one of those yeah. nights. Yeah. It was one of those yeah, nights. Yeah, it was a big play, yeah. But back to back to the question you asked, Mike. I yeah. mean, I think I think your answer, Mike, is you thought you could repeat. I mean, the 2013 oh, yeah. team was oh, really yeah. good. I really, I really thought we would we would go pretty far in the tournament after we get by Barry, knowing that Barry yeah. was still going to yeah. be, yeah, yeah. And if you think back, we barely got by Reve in that game. We had an overtime and had to beat Reve in overtime in yep. the semifinals. And we would beaten North Davis the first game, and then we had to play Reve. Yeah, played awesome. Yeah, against North Davis. Yeah, played really well. They beat us in a regular season. Yep. But uh, it was, I mean, think thing about it is you always think you're going to go further. And I was excited about the season. Started out great, 7-0, and then we lost to Washington. Uh, lost to North Davis and beat Bar-Eve at home. After we beat Bar-Eve at their place, I felt pretty good. Yeah. How many returners did you have? Uh, three starters. I had uh, Whitmer, 
and um, Nelson and Matthias. And then you threw in Cam Wagner was six six. He played center. That way I could get Connor to move anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. Because Connor was a hell of a three point shooter. Yeah, great but, uh, shooter. And then we threw. We had a couple of the guys we threw in there that could that could fill in the spots. And we were about seven deep. Yeah. But uh, just ran into them guys. Couldn't throw it in the yeah. ocean. Were uh, you? Go ahead. I was just going to mention back to twenty twelve, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Brian knows this, but. I was watching this game yesterday, actually, the 2012 game. Uh, Thank you. And You're welcome. I just te- <laughs> I just texted at the WAG. Check your phone, WAG. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so listen to this. I don't I don't know if you know who Connor Whitmer is, but I don't. he was he was one of the best players to ever play at Lagodi, and uh, he was a junior in 2012, and six five six six, but could shoot the three. He picked up his third foul with five minutes to go in the second quarter. I don't know if Mike. That's awesome. uh, that, really? Yeah. So, WAGs. I was just talking about how. Connor Whitmer had three fouls with five minutes to go in the second quarter. Right. And right. you still brought him back in. Right. Like, well, I, the thing, thing is, all, a lot of coaches, two fouls, you're done until the half's over. I remember, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah or I you get your third foul, that. i got to set yeah. you up. But yeah. I, I just had – Connor and Bryant were so smart, I knew they wouldn't get another foul, yeah. a dumb foul. I mean, they, right. they're just not, they just don't do it. And then, lo and behold, Connor gets his fourth foul, you know, at that one point. But I, I knew he wouldn't foul out. I mean, he just never did. He yeah. fouled out one time in four years. Have you ever fouled out, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Wait. Game one, your freshman year at Lagodi. We were – everybody else was busy well, at the table. Hey, yeah, you're still here. You're hey. still hearing about it. Of course it was at, it was at Lagodi. You know that. It was at Lagodi. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're still here. Damn about referees, it. I tell you. Yeah. You get screwed there all the time. But all the time. To your credit, Jalen, you've played 76 games since yeah. without yeah. fouling out. Yeah. You had four in the state championship for a long time. Uh, but you didn't yeah, oh, yeah, say, I remember that. Were, yeah. 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 But, but you did foul out in game one uh, at Lagoda. So of course he's going to remember that. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we don't remember much from freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> try to block that season out. And, and of all places, Connor fouled out at WRV. Yeah. At WRV. Yeah. Where's the toughest place you played? Jim huh. walked into John Patrick Mullen. You played on some some really good. Mine's teams. easy, but go ahead, John. Um, the toughest place. <laughs> I got Wags, go ahead. Why did you go ahead? Go yeah, Force Park's old gym. Really? Yeah. Force my ju- my junior year, we were pretty darn good, and we go down there, and, and it's a you know back and forth game. We end up winning basically on Doc Strange's last second putback, but. I had the worst game of my life. I mean, we're down there and we're playing well, and, I, and I'm 0 for 5 by halftime. I'm, you know, just keep shooting, you'll be fine. I'm 0 for 8 going into the fourth quarter. Haven't scored yet. Finally hit two free throws. Felt pretty good. So midway fourth quarter, I go in and take another little short jumper. I'm 0 for 8, right? The ball sticks between the rim and the backboard. So I'm 0 for 9, and that's my last shot. <laughs> and they have to lift the chair. Oh, right. to I, I just turned around, looked at, yeah. looked, looked at Dave Strange, and I said, "What the hell, man." <laughs> So we ended up winning, though. But Lagodi's had terrible luck at Forest Park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just terrible. I mean, we've – So that was 13 in a row or something this year before – Before we won down there, yeah. First time, right? First time? Yeah. Uh, Contrary to what Coach Wagner and his experiences are, Washington Catholic in that little heyday, that little run, never lost down at Forest Park. I mean, tremendous games against Forest Park, but never lost. But uh, to your question – I think Wood Memorial is a terrible place to play a basketball yeah, game. Yeah. And I hate coaching. We that. stunk our junior year and got beat, and so I'm going to go with Wood Memorial, and I'm going to tell you right now that playing in the birdcage was the best. Yeah. So, uh, what, yeah. Wood Memorial, John. I mean, the lighting, huh. the, the green. What, 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 what was it? That, just dark. The drive, yeah, gross. getting there is just. Yeah. I, I just 
Uh, you have more fans than they do. <laughs> That's the way it works. If Sorry if you're listening, by the way. Yeah. Wood. Uh, when, I, when I talk to those guys. I was going to call Wood and try to add him back in a year or two, yeah. but I guess that's out. When I talk to those guys about, and I still want to do a podcast with, with Bill Rickey and Morris and, and Coach Adams, especially now that he's retiring and all, and Toby and talk about all those years. But that story when Walter McCarty and those guys came up to the birdcage. Harrison. The when 91 Harrison game. came up there, yeah. and, and I remember it was Kevin Hardy. Is that right? Kevin Hardy. And and I, I wow. I, so here's the story that I hear. The Kevin what year Hardy, was this? Ninety one. Okay. Kevin 90, Hardy. 90, Kevin Hardy walks in when that was the boombox era, big boombox, and they're laughing at the birdcage, and they're talking about this. We've we've got a Barry pitcher yelling at us from. <laughs> Yeah, from the family dining area. Yeah. yeah. Hey, tell him we'll see him Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad is a B3 listener, I know. Yes. Don't cross the line, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not. But, but this is my favorite Washington Catholic yeah. story. That, that I'm going to tell you the story that you can tell me the player story. That they come in, they're laughing. They're like, they're, you know, they. They're, they're ranked, They're going to blow sure. you away. They're yeah. going to blow. Well, they're laughing at this gym, this little tiny cracker box gym. They're walking in. They're thinking, here we go. And it was like 18 to nothing before they got across the half line. Yeah. Because the Steimel brothers were uh, pressing them and they couldn't get it across. It's definitely the most packed that that gymnasium has ever been. Did you guys win? We did. Now, remember, there's an NBA player and an NFL yeah. player wow. on the roster. Correct. Yeah. And about two or three other Division, other one, division one players. It's yeah. unbelievable. But uh, Washington Catholic, again, the birdcage may have been. That's a big factor. Um, there, there may have been some homering going on in that sure. in that stretch. but uh, And we didn't pay. You know, I say we. Washington Catholic didn't pay the officials very well. But they had an open tab at the KSC after right. the game. So there you go. They drank and ate yeah. as much as they wanted after. Exactly. Um, so the check may have not been great, but I'll tell you, they, they drank their fill. Yeah, but, I, I love um, those stories. So, so what they did was they opened up the stage, and they brought in metal bleachers. Oh, wow. And there's no room to put metal bleachers on the stage to begin no. with. But they had like three sets of metal bleachers, and then it was standing room behind that. I just can't imagine that the gym, it didn't topple that night. You, know? you had to be wow. people yeah. standing around the outside, up, up too. Up top in the, in the yeah. balcony, just the, the craziness of that night. But it, wow. the place was crazy. WC was still undefeated, and, and Harrison was ranked, and they had all these amazing players. And I think it was, uh, it was like a 20-point game. Yeah. Again, yeah. You beat him by 20? I want to say 65-45. Holy I know. Wow. And again, the way I hear the story was that it was 15-18 nothing before they – could get their bearings. Yeah, and yeah. you didn't hold the ball, right? It, no, well, not, not necessarily. I mean, those, good those were, we ran and ran and ran that year, and then come up against Vincent's Lincoln in the semi-state, and they had some size, and they could run up and down too. And yeah. and you know what? It probably would have been a good time to maybe spread them out. Yeah. And we had never really done it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I want to. I really want to do that podcast and get. We'll do it at the KFC and get those guys: Morris Petty, Bill Ricky. Oh, you could have Coach a lineup. Adams, you could have a lineup. Get everybody guys down there rotating. Really, uh, yeah. I was, I was telling you, you talk about Abby Ballinger. You know, talking to her in class and yeah, Chad and yeah. and somebody asked her. They said, "Well, in class yesterday, well, where did you even get your athleticism from?" <laughs> and you know, she explained. You know, dad and mom played sports in high school and blah blah blah. And then that's when I got off on the tirade that you know, starting in the fourth fifth sixth grade you know travis and that class of 91 those guys are six years older than i was but at that time the pikers we were in the washington sectional and i said i've never been so 
more wrong about a group of people and players in my life. And they said, well, what did you mean? I said, my vision of WC, and I've told John this before, yeah. my vision of WC was 80s movie villains, <laughs> right, where, where they went to their private Catholic school right. and, you know, had the sweaters tied around. You know, the, the things that are amazing, like, like the conditions that the Madisons grew up in, the conditions that John grew up, like, like this is not, this is your families are basically poor and your parents today would split and be gone or, you know, but, but you stayed together. That's because that's what you did. Right. The coaches were always right. Yep. And, and, and those, and those, I thought those guys were the richest jerks ever. And and they, and they were dirt poor, lower middle-class to poor dogs. All of them. Yeah. All of them. But we didn't know. But you didn't know. Yeah, That's you didn't know the thing about the '80s and even the '90s, yeah. and certainly all the way back in the '70s, '60s, '50s. You didn't know. Me yeah. too. I was the same way. I had to walk to the I gym from my house yeah. in high school. Nobody gave me a ride. My brothers were all riding around, getting drunk already, and having fun. Benny, <laughs> Benny. My, my dad, my dad worked late. If I didn't get a ride with a friend of mine, I walked across town. Yeah. I told a story on we. I do another podcast from my high school where we, you know, we we may. It's called the old school Red Hill podcast, and we may pick a week where we go through the newspaper and pick a week, or or we'll pick a school year, or we'll do a team, or you know whatever we do. And uh, we were interviewing my high school junior junior high basketball coach, and we had a situation where he took me, him and the assistant coach took me to a junior high basketball game. And I thought he just did that because, you know, I was a star basketball player. I didn't know. You know, I thought I was – I was about 35 years old when I realized he took me to that VU basketball game because my mom and dad were getting divorced. And he need, he knew I needed that. Right. And I was like – it was just like one of those moments. The where light I, bulb went on. Wow. Right. Like, right. that's why he did it. And so we were on that podcast, and I was a blubbering mess because I hadn't talked to the guy since then. And, and we're on this podcast, and I'm telling him, you know, Coach, blah, 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 thank you. And it was just a fantastic moment. Right. It, it's those things you don't realize right. when you're in the yeah. moment that here's what's really yeah. – but in the 80s, things were different than they are now. So right, There was a Bob's Pizza out there on the west – West side yeah. of Washington, well, out there in that strip mall, and that's you know talking. It, it was it was Toby's dad. It was Toby yeah. and Travis's dad, and and, yeah. and, Cam- and, and and in this class yesterday, Cameron was in on the discussion, and he you know he he's he's heard those stories, and and you know did, did Grandpa give the WC people pizza to? That's how we got out of the public school into the private, you know. And <laughs> you know, did it happen? Did it not? I I'm sure WC <laughs> probably was over there looking for potential athletes, and but just you know. Today it, it just couldn't happen. You wouldn't believe it, it, it because it couldn't it couldn't be true. But speaking back then it was just a it was a well, speaking awesome, of speaking storm. of drinking beer at the KFC. How old were you in 1980 when we got beat? Almost five. Okay, you, so you don't remember that, but I, I gotta I gotta think that when that game was over, that the KFC probably stayed open for two days straight. I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing. Well, you know how the KFC is anyway, guys hang out. And I think the KFC was serving the basketball players (laughs) from WC that night. They they, showed up the next night, and they were all hung over. Some of my favorite stories, listening to those guys talk about that, was after some of those games of you, and they win those tournament games. And they were basically, you know, almost like the ticket drawing. Now they're shutting down that street between them and the Tucks. And I remember them saying they're helping. They're having to help 
you know, they're all drinking, but they're running back to help bartend because it's so busy. So crowded, yeah. And that first, after they win the sectional, they're not prepared. Oh, yeah. They don't have enough beer. They're digging into the cooler. The cooler's empty. They're digging out, like, Fall City that's been in there, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. for months and years. And they, you know, there's icicles on it and this and that. Yeah, they go down to Legion and get theirs and beer. Yeah, and down yeah there. exactly. So, so talking but, about the 80s. Yeah, uh, we talked about this briefly beforehand. Did you guys see the story this week? John Morant gets fouled. That that little reach in, the eh, guy gra- gradually. Yeah, Jay's doing it to Deco right now, I think, or either that, or he's <laughs> making a move. I'm not sure. Everybody's. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh. I saw this, so I saw it, and then like, okay, and then I saw it again. Somebody say, "Is this dirty?" No, and then I saw it on four or five more stories. Somebody, is this a dirty play? We really need to go back and watch mid-80s basketball. Oh my God, because yeah. if someone thinks that's a dirty play yeah. at this point, we're really in trouble because that was a, a scratch. Yeah. Speaking of dirty plays, good evening, Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> no. He doesn't want it. Keegan doesn't want it. Hey, I, I like the Zapruder film. If you go back and watch that Princeton replay, it's the biggest freaking joke ever. Now. Is it? Is yes. It, is it a hose? It, it is a flop job. You know, back into the left JFK moment. It's ridiculous. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, join hey, the crowd, baby! Now, now there was one that was suspended for the next game. Yeah. So you know, but was this at Princeton or at Bar At Princeton. Oh, okay. At Princeton. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah, now, yeah. Dalrymple drove down to scout that game. Yeah. Got there just a little bit late. Keegan had already been tossed, I think. <laughs> yeah. And he and it was, but it was like eighteen to nothing well, or something. The so. game Princeton was was pretty good that year yeah. and we came out and I, I'm trying to think it was like 30 to 8 at yeah. the end of the first quarter we were out of our and it was it was 28 to 6 or something when it happened I mean it yeah. was but so no, you were blowing them out yeah it, it yeah. was one of the, we ended up hitting like 14 or 16 through wow. that, that was the night we broke they didn't the school need you anyway did they <laughs> so so you know Brent, Brent drives down there he's late to the game he's there to see Keegan Keegan's not playing it's 20 point blowout and he, he's like was I, I wasted my then? time and money <laughs> Haywood was coaching then what's that Haywood was coaching uh would Haywood have been no it was no. it was Ryan's first year oh, okay. back yeah it was Ryan's gotcha. for, or not first first year at yeah first year out so wow so anyway back to the Morant thing that was like that, I didn't see that what, what was the controversy about well they keep talking about was this dirty that he committed he committed a foul no he he violated a bro code or something it's the bro code. Yeah. yeah. He was reaching down for a ball. Another guy reached uh, – Jordan Poole, right? Uh, who was Jack? He reaches in and, and slaps his knee. And uh, – no, I'm good right now. Thank you. Slaps his knee. I get a diet coat. And he Thank ended you. up kind of twisting his knee or whatever. I'm not sure how he even twists his knee at this point. And they're asking if this is dirty. Coach, I'm telling you, yeah. he – Jay. Just going for the ball. Was it it's, he? It's today's NBA. It was, it was like that. Well, it was like Embiid the other night, crying around on the floor because he got hit in the face. Yeah. The guy just tried to get the ball, and the ball hit him in the face. It wasn't. Yeah, I knew. He had the mask on, but I knew. But he didn't do it on purpose. This is the thing that is like not even a. It's not even a play. You know, it's yeah. it's something that's not even a anything to talk about and it's on every story yeah. so Morant's not playing though right is he hurt but, oh he's out yeah Jeez. twisted his knee wow 
but you know what? They win by what thirty nine yeah. yeah. points yeah. last yeah. night. Yeah. It was over fifty, and yeah. they and and their record actually is better without him before this, and then they go and their number is bigger last night. Wow! So and which I bet them heavy last night plus four, and then they win by that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it was Fisticuff City in the 80s and early 90s, right? Oh With the bad God. boys. I mean, Lambeer oh. was always trying to put somebody. Parrish uh, and Lambeer would punch bag. each other. Yeah. I mean, and then they wouldn't throw them out. They just called technical, no, let them play. Sometimes there weren't even technicals <laughs> called. It was like play on stuff. It was a foul and move on. Uh, you know, I watched, we got away with some of that at the birdcage. I watched, I watched that one play just the other day where, where Lambeer hit Bird in the back. And, like, his leg twists. Like, he could have literally, his leg twists, and he could have yeah. been out. It was. Trust me, it was about, I don't know, 75 times worse than the Morant knee injury, (laughs) which I'm not even sure what happened. Um, I I, I don't even know. And, again, I thank you. My my favorite fight, though, is is a picture of Bird with his hands around Dr. J's neck. And and Dr. J's got his hand like this, and they're going to go at it. I mean, they're right there on the floor. I'm like, holy mackerel. And yeah. probably no one was called. Uh, I don't think there was a flagrant two. No, it was technical. Let's go. Let's play. <laughs> let's go. The, the, the yeah. fun. The funnest, Everybody gets a free throw. Yeah. The, and then let's go. The funnest year I ever had coaching. It's a whole different story, but it was the crew we had back in 2010-11. But Travis and and uh, I, we just had six guys, and we would. We had a guy on our staff. Uh, everybody at this table knows him. Uh, I texted you about him last week. Noah Trueblood, mm-hmm. and Trueblood was on our staff, and he he would send the the up, DB? he would send the uh, YouTube <laughs> clip out of Larry Bird firing the baseball or the basketball back at Lambeer like a baseball, and his, his it was always. Deco, I'm doing this to you today, Madison. This is you know. Uh, so th- that became cultural you yeah, know right, where, right, where right. it's kids today know about basketball then because of those moments when you i mean when you back then when you thought about playoff basketball you did not go into the lane uh-uh. you expected to be hammered yeah. i mean that's just the way it was yeah. and now and i don't it, it can be carried too far without question bill lambeer is a perfect example it even back in the 80s when things were rough and tough that was ridiculous. Yeah. Some of the shit that guy pulled. He yeah. was dirty. It was dirty. He yeah. was not a good player. He was he was dirty. I mean, tried to get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was tough and rough basketball. But boy, today and and but how do you coach? How do you say that with or John? How do you say that without sounding like an old man? Get off my lawn. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out if that's what this podcast title is going to be because it sounds like a bunch of <laughs> yeah. grumpy old men saying, "Well, back in my day." Yeah. Well, I I did I, I today's I did a mini show today and and the title was the Derby Recap and and Old Man Basketball because I I constantly bitch about uh, Harden. In the Sixers, I, I just I, watched him turn it over for the tenth time. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I'm sorry, and you can answer this better than anybody, Coach. I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't know how dribble, dribble, dribble. Four guys watch you and go shoot is good. I don't care at you know, any level. You, I, any I, level. I agree because you know I've watched maybe five minutes of NBA this this whole year. And the other night, I, I just got back from driving to a ball game, and I went to the KFC, and I'm watching the game. And I think it's the Celtics. Well, it was last night, actually. And uh, they're up 16 at one point, and all of a sudden it's a two-point game. And they come down, and I don't know who it was. It might have been Tatum or somebody. They just dribbled for like 15 seconds and then went up for a shot and got a stolen. I'm like, yeah. what, what, what kind of offense is that? I mean, of course, that's the NBA. I get that. 
But, you know, if you got the talent, you're going to win. But that's that's the bottom line. I, I, I don't know how you can coach in the NBA. I have always, I have always disliked James Harden because – when, when and it comes down to gambling, <laughs> because I have bet whether he was with with Oklahoma City or Houston, I've, I've bet him heavily many times and watched him lay complete fucking eggs. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like, you right. know, the eggs you cook for your omelet. I'm talking about like the ones in in Land of the Lost, like those great big dinosaur ones. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, though, that he's not playing well because he hangs out in too many clubs. Because he's fat and he's slow and he doesn't shoot well. And, and take care of himself. What type of clubs? Well, I, that, that I didn't get. He, I, he, he hangs out in clubs. That's what they uh, said. It's, it's not... It's not a. It's not of the Red Bones variety. It's, not, yeah, okay. it's more it's of a, the adult club, Wheatland variety. Gotcha. <laughs> Which is not open anymore, by the way. Oh, I don't way. want a player that does more waving than yeah. passing. Yeah, that's. Oh you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. and John can turn to this part. You know, because he did more waving than passing. Well, no, being being a guard. I did a lot of passing. Thank you very much. <laughs> you did a lot of rebounding. Yeah. Being a guard and growing up, I always tell my guards, I don't care if you don't score a point. If you get ten assists. That's somebody else got some points for right. us. You may you may be zero for five or zero for nine like me at Forest Park. <laughs> but if you got I had nine assists that night. But if you get ten assists, you did your job and play a little defense. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, guards just don't realize that. I want to score twenty points a game. Well, if we get beat, that don't mean shit. Yeah. Did you hear that? He's he's good at that. I like the way he plays. <laughs> he can play for me any day. But the problem is, he fouled out that night. In his yeah, first, first game, damn game. First game first of his high school. I can imagine what John was saying that night. Yeah. Uh, we could spend <laughs> 20 minutes, but we'd have to. Uh, all right, everybody, bear with me. If you watched Ozark, or if you have not watched Ozark, tune out right now, and we'll come back. Have you guys watched I've it? I've never seen it. You're going to watch it. You don't care. <laughs> it, tune out right now. Deco, do you have an alternative ending? I have an alternative ending. Uh, me too. My alternative ending is that Marty Bird? Yes. I have a why, wait a minute. We're going to have I have a feeling we're going to have the same okay. alternative ending. No, I I think it, no. Okay. The no. alternative ending is in that room you find out that Marty Bird has been embedded in the DEA all along. Okay, keep going. And basically he's flipped. Okay. Keep going. I'm, 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 we're close. And everybody in his family, including his wife, they're indicted for. We're there. Okay. We're that, there. That's what that was. We're there. That's that's We're what there. you had. Yeah. Wendy Bird's ass yep. is going to jail. Yep. Yes. Yes. No. I thought that would be, and I thought about it more when I was mowing. That's that's revenge for the affair. The affair. Yeah. You know. Yep. You know. Because was, it goes all the way back to episode one, when when he found out about the affair. Yeah. And that he. At that point, when he when he got into the cartel and moved to the Ozarks, yep. that at that point is when we didn't know it as viewers, but he got in with the FBI. Yep. I got I got to watch the Ozarks. I've oh, it, it. you you will. How many seasons have been there so far? Two. It's basically five. four. Yeah. Four, but it's kind of five. Yeah. With the, right, the right, way right. that it was broken gotcha. the last season. So. But yeah, and and he end up and he takes the kids. They go to the witness protection, and yep. Wendy's ass yep. goes to jail. Yep. Yep. No, so we're we're okay. exactly on the same page. You, you, you want to know Dave Smith's response to the call? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Are you sure? 
All right. No, this is, wait, let's set this up. Okay. This is back to the double par. Go ahead. Explain the double par. I don't this, understand this is, that. This is back to Bar Reeves screwing Lagodi out of a blue chip conference <laughs> golf championship in 2007. Yeah. When John was a lion and I was a cougar. And What's the double par? I don't get it. So double par is on a hole, say a par four. Yeah. The most you can take is an eight. An eight, right. So gotcha. when you get to eight, you, stop. you pick up and you're done. That's the most you can get. Now, did you have a choice to play that or not? I mean, as a, as a Basically, coach. I've yeah. never seen it as a coach anywhere else but this area. Right. Now, I don't know about a lot of tournaments that Sam has played in. If you have an eight, you cannot win the individual title. Gotcha. Like, like if you have an eight on number one, you're done individually. <laughs> yeah. You can't shoot. And I know. and I think it was more of a way to keep you know JV players, little kids moving along. Let's keep them moving. And uh, keep them moving. All right. Wag. All right. Here we go. I, I, we got. I'm gonna use the word screwed. He used another word. No, okay. no, 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 no. no what did he say? We got fucked. We got. Three-time defending champion. Yep. Brian Hughes is coach at Bar Reeve. He really doesn't give a shit about golf. <laughs> Preach, Smitty. Decided to play double par that day. Wood was good also. They had a guy take a six on two, if not double par bullshit. He would have had at least an eight. We tied with our top four. Their five beat ours, and we lost. I'm still pissed. Yep. <laughs> That's right. 15-year anniversary. 15 years. I'm still pissed. He's still pissed. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it should have been four in a row for Smitty and Mark Potts yeah. in that group. And, oh, and, uh, he's still pissed. 15 years, he's still mad about it. But again, it. David talked about that with me, and, you know, I, I mentioned it. Like, that, it's not like it wasn't, know, but boom. <laughs> So did you have a? I mean, did you have a choice as a group to say, "Well, let's no, do double I, par"? I, I, th I think Smitty was like, "We're not playing double par." You know, we've never done it before. There's no reason to play it. It's a conference tournament. Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, evidently they and did. And then he showed up, and yeah. whoever was in charge, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't WC or Bari. Yeah, maybe it was, it was Bari. <laughs> and Brian, you did. It was Bari. It was Bari. Well, and, that, and I, and listen, I don't know if Brian listens to this podcast. I hope he does, but I think he would even agree with yeah. that. He didn't give a shit about golf. No. Let's put it this way. Hughes got a lot of his yard mode during golf practice. Yeah. <laughs> Were you the Brian Hughes successor at Murray? No. Uh, Aaron, Ash, uh, Aaron Ash went after me for a year or two, and then I – then I took over. How many years were you the Barry oh, golf God. coach? I, oh, my God. I'd Smitty have had Potsy and Hager and all those oh, guys. Yeah. He should never lost. My goodness. Shuddies. Yeah, Shuddies. Oh, yeah. God, they were good. Butcher, T yeah, or Terry yeah. Butcher. And uh, what's West, his name? West. West uh, my old neighbor there. Yeah. Uh, Could you have even imagined being the Barry coach back? What years were you well, the Barry coach? Brian went in 07. Brian went to the state final, so you know he didn't give two shits about golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was the question? Uh, when did I, what years were you the Barry coach? I am trying to think. My last year was I was probably nine through twelve. Could you have even imagined what the Barry goal is this year of a hundred <laughs> wins? Listen, <laughs> what did you play? Four matches that year, I, Mike. I, <laughs> you're on the Nick Wanaker schedule. I, 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 I encourage nobody to make out make up a, a, a rain out. Yeah. I mean that was, right. what, it was nah, we're all right. We're not yep, gonna play. That's worry. gone. <laughs> All right, uh, my other topic for tonight I wanted to cover. If you could make one drastic change to IHSA or any sports, what would it be? One drastic change. And I'll go first if you guys want to think about it. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I still got to knock this around my head a little bit. Okay, so I'll go first. My drastic change, number one, I've got two. Number one, and it all 
Oh, I think we're burning something in the kitchen. Hello. If it's not too burnt, I'll eat it. <laughs> and by the way, it's a steak. I'll eat. I love we're it. Bar, we're we're at Redbone's Bar and Grill. Is that a well done fillet? Bring it over. <laughs> something's burning. Nothing usually. Everything's nice usually crust perfect on it, yeah. here. It was a pan. I'm stressed about the dishes. It's where good times roll. Um, it has to do with the season. For one thing, I would switch, and I'm talking <laughs> drastic on the first one. I would switch football and baseball. Amen. Because for baseball. Fall weather would be much better because you'd have less rainouts. Right. For football, when you start football, you start in a hundred degree weather for double days. Well, I don't know if they even have double days anymore. We used to. Used to. But, but for the initial practice, you're in a hundred degree weather, and then when it finally gets football season, the season ends unless you go on to the playoffs right. and it finally gets cold. So I would flip those two. The other major change I would make is I would move boys golf to the fall as well, even in keep girls golf there. You can have both. The argument that I've always heard is that golf courses can't take that. There's a lot of coaches coach both. True. Bullshit. Yeah. You can, trust me, you can do both. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure we can handle the Figure load. it out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. Golf at most golf courses really slows down after Labor Day, and you can figure it out. Um, so that's my that's my two. I know what your number one is is uh, handshake line. Oh, the handshake line is awful. There should never be a handshake line ever. Get nothing ev- good comes out of the handshake. No, no. stupidity good comes out of the success factor either, right? No, oh god. this isn't a major change, a minor change. Would everybody please stop doing the fake shake? Yeah. With run out no, and, and when you run, do you guys do the fake shake where you go shake hands with the referee? No. Uh, uh, good. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Don't the, don't the ref is that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah don't that's do a, that. Who started that crap? In I don't know. No. Yeah. The refs don't want to do it. No. You no. don't want to no. do it. The assistant, Craig Nepp doesn't want to shake Jalen's hand no. before the game. No. He no. does not want to. No. Go out and celebrate. He, loves him. he just doesn't want to yeah. shake your hand before the game. Because no. you aren't getting to Thompson. No. And no. we aren't getting to Dowrim. No. And Barry needs to change their pregame thing. It's it's old. It's been going since 2002. The circle and the diving, <laughs> it, it's old. It needs to change. It needs to change. It's, it's so, uh. it, we need something new. Uh, there you go, oh, D. Boy. But the fake shake thing, I'm glad you don't do it. That's old. But the, but the after-game handshake line at any level? Yeah. Uh, HSA. Remember the, remember the 2012 Evansville Day Ligoti shake hand line? But I got a, just a cup yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's <laughs> what Mike says. Yeah. It's just yeah. the, one dumb thing happens. I, I, just, I, hey, I, coaches shake hey, hands and go to your locker room. Red Hill versus Salem, Illinois, yeah. 1987 football. People had their helmets off swinging at each other wow. in the handshake line. Yeah, it was a, a wow. full-on brawl. Again, 80s. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> yeah, it would I, be I, the end of the world. Yeah. But, I got I got a radical idea. I like it. I love radical. My radical idea. Idea is that is, it, is this it, your change? Yep, this is my change. Okay. I'm not going to say implement, but maybe maybe a one year or a one sport test run. But I would like to go to district competition, not like Illinois, but like they do it in Kentucky. Okay. Where basically the worst of the worst, your 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 bottom feeders who don't win any games, they 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 do not qualify in the tournament, and then it basically kind of creates in Kentucky, and I, I'm not real clear on how the you go from sections to districts, but essentially, Lagodi this year 
isn't eliminated from the tournament after Orleans. They are now in an uphill fight. It's basically double elimination. And oh, okay. and, and, and you get that. Okay. I mean, does it does it lessen an upset? Yeah, it does. But also, I think the higher you go, you're always, at least on paper, you're yeah. going to have the best games that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. How stunned were you after that game? What, what game? How stunned? The Orleans game? Yeah. Oh, I was on the radio. I was just, I was like, I knew, you, I knew what was coming, too. Have you ever seen a game change from the first six minutes to the last? No. I haven't either. When they, when they got the momentum kind of before halftime, I knew it was coming. And, and I mean, it's one of those things where everything just kept snowballing, you know. And Yeah, we should have beat it by 10 to 12 going away. The but. first six minutes, Lagodi looks like the best team in the state. Absolutely. The last six minutes, they, they couldn't even yeah. hand the ball yeah. to the player they yeah. wanted to hand the ball right. to. Yeah. Well, and then when Nante fouled out, I knew it was yeah. a lights out. But I got two changes. Okay. Um, one, get rid of the success factor. It's screwed. Um, <laughs> Go back about three episodes and listen to Mike DeCourcy's yeah. rant. Because, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're penalizing the, ki- the kids that are younger and coming up the next year. And two. Goody girls basketball. Yeah, that's that? true. That's true. And uh, two. Hell, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, the, when you get to uh, tournament time, seed, seed the teams. Like, like, you know, you got Lagodi Barre, WC shows and all that. You know, six versus one, five versus Mike two. Mike just took mine. I, I, th- I think it's time financially, because money matters, I think right. it's time to seed the tournament. Right. All the, all the, all the like volleyball, basketball, baseball, I, I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's enough data out there that uh, I guess you could always argue about it, but I think it's going well, to make I mean, for the, it's going to make sure that the best two teams yeah most likely play in the final. But if you look at the NCAA, there's always going to be an upset somewhere. You just yeah. just see them and see what happens. You right. know, I mean, let the let the best teams get the shot. You know, I, that you, you think about coming into the sectional this year and I I think you probably would have seeded it the way it ended up. Uh Indy 1, Lagodi Bar Eve 2-3 depending right. on the right. end of the year and then Orleans. That Orleans North Davies idea in a semifinal would have been really cool mm-hmm. now that you think about it. Mm-hmm. And then Lagodi Barif. Right. You know, that made it would have made right. that Friday night more crazy than it been, already was. It'd have been it would, super packed. Right. Give, us, it, give us great new content to talk about come, yeah. come next March. Yeah. I mean, if something like yeah. that happened. One thing the IHSA and, and the board of directors and whoever was behind it did do that I liked was um, and this is just the past couple of weeks is if you play a if you play a spring sport, let's say you're on the track team, you, you and you transfer and you, you are limited eligibility for 365 days because you ran track. Now they allow you to play other sports with full eligibility, just not track. you got to wait 365 days if you want to be on that run track on, on, a, on a new team if you don't transfer it. But if you can, you're eligible all of a sudden for other sports. I don't know. I don't, it's not been that way before. Like you had to sit 365 if you didn't move or whatever. Yeah. But now um, – you don't have to. You yeah. only have to sit out in the sport that you were in. So right. um, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. They always said Kurt sucked at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that but he, was, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, no, Kurt said that himself. But, oh, he did? Yeah, no, but, yeah, I mean, just just the what if. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I like it. What else? 
Is that it? I can see Kerr playing first base. My God. <laughs> or he, six could, eight pitcher. My yeah. goodness. You think he could hit? I don't. No, think I, I don't. Br- think Bryson he. drilled him on that I every single day. Yeah. So, but if he could throw a fastball ninety mile an yeah. hour, six foot eight, and I'm guessing he couldn't golf. Awkward, you know. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. He was a good dancer, but yeah. It'd be hell of a lineman. All right. Um, you you texted about 1985 music. Was that? Was yes, that? I didn't bring that up. So, it it. You got your list. What? Okay. The, In the okay. spirit of the Kentucky Derby. Here is my here's my my theory. My not my theory. This is my, I don't know what he statement is. This is my thought. This is my. 1985 is the best year in music. I don't disagree. Is it really? Of all time. Yes, 1985. I'm just going to tell you, the in the Billboard Top 100, right, I'm going to read you the the worst songs from 190. Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton, Sentimental Street by Night Ranger, Dress You Up by, Bana, by, by Madonna, All She Wants to Do is Dance by Don Henley, Penny Lover by Lionel Richie, Who's Zoomin' Who by Aretha Franklin, Private Dancer, Born in the USA, Jungle Love, and 85? Do What You Do. That's the worst Oh, the worst. Songs. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not even even started. You know what number one was in 85? Yes. Careless I Whisper. Do. Careless Whisper. <laughs> you got that right. Number three? <laughs> I know what You know what number three was? Yes, Wait, I do. Before you go, go. So, I absolutely know so what So my 1985 jam is Starship, We Built This City. Built that this was city. Okay. my 85 jam. All right. Guys, I'm telling you, it's the best year in music. It's got to be Ario. So, so, uh, so in this, bef- <laughs> this is how we wrap this show up tonight. Okay, yeah, here we go. No, no, here's, kindergarten here's in what we're going to do. We're going to, like the Kentucky Derby. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh. For, for Coach Wagner. Who wants, no. But we're going to say win, place, and show. Okay. Like I Todd did in the text message. I like it. So you've got your number one, your number two, and your number three. Just of from what you're saying. Of 1985. You okay. got your list up, John? Well, one, one two, and three songs? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So win, okay. place, and show. Who, who, you got them, John? Well, Okay. My, my winner is Starship. Okay. We built this city. Okay, 1985. Okay. Uh, place. Um, yep. Don't you forget about me. Okay. Um, Breakfast Club, by the way. Yeah. Um, and show. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with Wham. Wake me up before you go. Go. Okay. <laughs> you're not gonna. I mean, you're not gonna go wrong. Anybody there. else ready? I've, I've got mine. Go ahead. My win. Okay. Everybody wants to rule the world. Tears for fears. Um, I like that one. That's my win. My place, I think it was, man, I thought about this. I, I had this list today. Good thing I was ready. Yeah, good thing you were ready. <laughs> no, I, I my, my place is power of love because not only of Huey Lewis, Huey but Lewis? Okay. The, 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 the cultural connotations of it. And then we are the world. <laughs> Boy, that great that, song. That I can, was I could talk for huge. hours. We could do an entire podcast on that video. Do you know Willie Nelson? At the time of that video, was ten years younger than I am right oh, wow. now. <laughs> That's I'm gonna sound like a sap on mine, but go oh, ahead. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, there it is. Show Boys of Summer, Don Henley. Yeah. Oh, nice. that was my number nice. one. Okay. I'm gonna sound like a sap. My 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 win was Can't Fight This Feeling. I just I always liked that song. Uh, <laughs> You guys are going to laugh at this one. 
my show was Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. You ever heard that song? Oh, yes. yes. And that's about song. a girl who broke my heart, by the way. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now. I ain't going to tell you who it was. And uh, you're going to laugh at this one. Like a virgin. <laughs> Great Madonna song. was amazing. Madonna. She, I, she's still hot. She's still She's amazing. 62 years old and she's, she's smoking. Yep. Yep. There you go. And she got hell for that song. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go I I have I, ha- I I gotta go Boys of Summer number one. That's a good song. Yeah, I'm gonna take Heaven by Brian Adams number two. I don't hate it. And I love the at, background song. At number three. <laughs> I, I can't leave Careless Whisper out of my number. I, I can't leave it out of my top three. Wham, I tell you, Wham's up there, man. Yeah. But, my God, you just, you go through this top. Go ahead and give yours. No, I, I let us off, believe it or not. Um, but, again, Starship, We Built the City was, yeah. was my win. Um, don't You Forget About Me. Uh, place and then yeah. the show was Wake Me Up Before You Not go. to mention Breakfast Club was a great freaking movie. Oh my god. And I oh think yeah. that's probably why awesome. it remains up there in yeah. the top three because Go of the on movie. YouTube and just put in like Billboard Top 100 and it goes through and it, it does it for every year but it'll play like 10 seconds of the top 100 of every song and, and it, it's really cool but 1985 I'm telling you Take On Me Easy Easy, Easy Lover. Lover is an amazing yep. song. I love Easy, Easy Lover. Oh, yeah. Phil Collins and Bailey? Yes. Are you shitting me? I love think, Easy hey, Lover. Now two, I'm thinking about changing my top three. Two things about 85 <laughs> that are important to me. The year before I started teaching, the year before I got married. Okay, where were you in 85? <laughs> so, I was a Washington Catholic, and I was nine years old, and Coach Wagner, here's the deal. I was introduced to the song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, in 1985. <laughs> and I'm not here to pick on you whatsoever. No. Believe me, we heard, we heard that a lot. We heard that a lot. Washington Catholic, Upset Lagoni. I think you guys brought that song in, in. We probably did, but it had been 38 years since that's, WC had won a sectional. And we got back to the birdcage, yeah. and somebody played that song yeah. because we had beaten Lagoni yeah. that night. I had never heard The you Lion know, Sleeps Tonight. You know, that never bothered really? me because that's a classic move right there. Yeah. I mean, that's just perfect. Yeah. So I guess in March of 1985, my favorite song was The Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> I think I was coaching. Was, was Jeff Doyle in eighth grade that year? Doyle was 80, 80, 86, 87 was a freshman. Okay. Because, yeah, I, was Jeff Doyle, I coached him in junior high, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. He was my stud. Yep. Well, it's a great year. And Mike, of course, he's a, if, if you want to be a member of the Casey Kasem Memorial Facebook page, <laughs> direct message me because we have it's a, it's a, a uh, NCAA-style tournament and the top 100 songs of the year. And then we just started in 1985. It's Casey a tournament Kasem. style. You vote, and my buddy Chip Jamerson runs it. And uh, I like to get in on that. I like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you an invite. Send me an okay. Because right now, 1985 just started, and it's uh, we're in the just the play-ins because it's a hundred, so you get down to 64. Gotcha. And so the play-ins are are going on right now. We just finished up. What was it? 77. Whatever. 77. Whatever. Yeah. Hotel California won. It'd be Dancing Queen. 
So, 85 yeah. is that year that sits right between kind of Michael Jackson, yep. 83, 84, and then you yeah. had in 86, you had Bon Jovi. When you, they just so many, and there's like tons of good songs that yeah. aren't even in it. A lot so, of good one hit wonders, too. Oh my God. All right, that's it. We've said it all. Mike DeCorsi. There you go. 100 episodes in the books. Most podcasts I read last, the average podcast lasts 10 episodes, and we've lasted 100. Oh, wow. Well, I feel honored. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. It's I appreciate fun. it. These two guys Love right here, fun. Mike DeCourcy, I have an open seat anytime they want it. Yeah, they bring it every we, time. We have to get with the Human Resources Department. By the way, has this young man got his ring yet? We got uh, yeah, the rings are <laughs> the rings are ordered. Right, Jay? I want to see it. I want to see it. we got to figure out how to write up Todd for not showing up tonight. <laughs> Coach Huff, one of our best, our best listeners, hey. showed up tonight for the 100th episode. Radio Saturday. I'll see you guys up there. Bring it. I know. Todd said, I have stuff I'm working on. I don't know what the hell that is. He's working on big stuff. How's story. it more important than this? Is he going, like, uh, going on tour or what? It's like I mean, water seriously. Gate. It's we're, like working like on a the, man bun. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Davis County um, sports version of water. Will he be there to cover the big Barry Lagodi showdown on softball Saturday? Well, I would think so. Or the Barry or the North Davis, North Davis game. baseball game. Baseball game. So. Who's your Who's your Davis County Davis Martin County athlete of the year spring sports right now, Mike DeCourcy? Abby Ballinger. Davis Martin County. I I would agree. I, what she's done is incredible. I think she's going to be a state champion. How could you go wrong with that yeah. pick? I'll go with it. No, I'll take Kennedy Huff because she's staring <laughs> at me. All right. Last so time I saw uh, her, she was about this tall. Hey, I want to thank Blake Burkhart, so Chris she's grown Brothers, three inches since yeah. then. for helping Thanks, me Blake. start Thanks, this Chris. podcast. Yeah. John Patrick Mullen, Mike Wagner, you're always welcome thank here you, on the Appreciate B3 it. Podcast. Mike DeCourcy, you're my man. Is he not looking like Eric Church tonight? He's wearing his Todd Lancaster. Looks like Todd Lancaster. Don't come off until the episode's over. This is for you, Todd. This has been the 100th episode of the B3 Podcast. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio.